We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, and I have exciting news. Golf is back. 2022 Century Tournament of Champions picks, research, and first look. Obviously, I'm going to be doing my walkthrough with FantasyNational.com. If you want to become a member at FantasyNational.com, go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo Get yourself 20% off. Make it easy on yourself. All of the stats, all of the tools, the ownership projections for DraftKings, the tournament simulator, it is all up there. It's the one-stop shop to making your own picks as easy as possible. Make it easy on yourself. FantasyNational.com. Also, play in the gigantic one-and-done tournament, the race for the Mayo Cup. Yes, it is named after me, despite the fact that I'm never going to win it. But I will be playing in it, so I'm dead money in that regard. It's $125 per entry. It starts at the Sony Open this year. If you go to fantasygolfchampionships.com, you can enter. You can have up to five entries in the one and done. And all a one and done is, in case you are not familiar, you make one pick per week. And once you use a player once, you cannot use them again for the rest of the year. Now, it's $125 for the year. So Sony, through the BMW Championship, it's like 4 bucks per week or something like that. And there's $500,000 of guaranteed prizes in the prize pool, whether it fills or not. But let's try to fill this. Make make it look good on the show and all of us in the community giving away tickets and playing in this. Uh, it's about 40% full now, so you have another, like... 10 days or so to go sign up for it. Maybe you can get a taste of what's going on at the Tournament of Champions, but I highly recommend you go play on it. We talk about it a bunch on the show. I know there's a bunch of different podcasts talking about it this year as well as One and Done continues to get bigger and bigger. And even if you don't know anything about golf, it's still super easy to do. Uh, I'll have a One and Done strategy show out in the coming days as well. Uh, If you want to take advice from a guy who never wins, then hey, do I have the product for you? FantasyGolfChampionships.com. I'm 
giving away a bunch of free tickets. There are two ways where you can get your hands on one right now. I have it in the newsletter. You can find that in the description, completely free. But Mayo Media Newsletter on Substack if you're looking for it. Uh, and it's the pinned tweet at the PME right now that if you already have an entry into the Tournament of Champions, I will give you a free entry, at least a shot at another entry into the tournament. All you have to do is I mean, just go to the tweet. You can find it up there. It's better than me explaining it. So check that out at the PME. It's also in the newsletter if you're looking for it or if you're just listening to this on the audio podcast, watching it on YouTube, you know, smash the like, sub to Mayo Media Network, obviously. But if you go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, leave a five-star review, something you enjoy about the show, in your Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you if you're a winner, you are in the draw. We're giving away the winners on Wednesday this week on the football show with Jeff Feinberg and Tim Andacust. The return to golf means a switch up in the schedule from what we've seen the last five months on the Pat Mayo Experience. Now, Sundays are going to be the first look show. Mondays, obviously, Feinberg and I have the bets of the week. Tuesdays, DraftKings picks for that particular week for the golf tournament. Once football ends, we'll probably bring back the live chat on Wednesdays, or it will just be a shorter show with me on Wednesdays. Plus, Fantasy Golf Degenerates, uh, they have their show up on Mayo Media Network. Go check that out. There's tons of content to check out. If you have missed part one or part two of the season-long golf draft that's up on the feed and on Mayo Media Network. Go check that out. Feinberg and I did our season preview and majors preview. That is now available, too. If you're looking for golf content, Mayo Media Network is absolutely where you want to be at this season. And, of course, I have a rake-free DraftKings Listeners League for all of you to participate in out there. It's a three-max entry, $15 to play, absolutely no rake. And spots are going to fly off the shelves this week. Not only is it a return to golf, in order to build anticipation and really create demand for the tournament, there's only a thousand spots this week, and I've already got three of them. So 997 spots are available to you right now. Go reserve your spot. As I am recording this, the DraftKings pricing has yet to be released. So you just go, you know, get your three entries, reserve your team, get Fantasy National, generate your lineups, come back, boom, try to win the best tournament on DraftKings. The link is now available down in the description. Not every show is going to start off with a four and a half minute ramble from me, but it's the first tournament of the year. I'm so excited for golf to be back. I was in just such disarray towards the end of the year. And this happens with football. It happens with golf that you get burnt out when you do this every single week. I think I averaged six and a half shows per week in 2021. Um, so I think the final total was like 340 full length Pat Mayo experiences. Experience I? Experiences? Either way. It's a lot of content. Yeah, and when you're talking about a golf tournament every single week, and we didn't miss one this season, so I believe the count was like 45 tournaments, uh, you know, when we get to the RSM Classic, I don't really care anymore. But now that we're back, like... A month off from golf has just been, it's ignited the fuse. I want to make this my best golf season ever. And coincidentally, if I have my best golf season ever, you're probably going to have your best golf season ever as well. So welcome back to 2022. It's crazy to say 2022, but here we are, golf season. It's a no-cut event to cap thing or kick things off. Uh, it's in Hawaii. We see this tournament every year. It's been played at Kapalua since 1999. There were 40 eligible players in the field for this week. 39 of them have decided to show up, and that includes Phil Mickelson, who hasn't played this tournament in ages, but he's still looking for that Pips Menez. 
And he's probably going to end up with that unless, you know, Tiger playing a event ended up knocking him off the top of the pip list, which is entirely possible. Uh, but more on that in the season preview show with Feinberg, which you can go check out. Uh, but 39 of them are playing. Rory's not going to play to Abu Dhabi, I believe, the third week on what is now the DP, don't know, not DP, DB World Tour. DP? Nah, I don't even know. The European Tour, you know what it means. We have a show for it with Tom Jacobs and Skylar Hoke. You can go check that out up on Mayo Media Network as well once that tour resumes its play. But yeah, 39 of 40 is a pretty stacked field. Last year was the strongest field we ever saw at Kapalua for the Tournament of Champions because of the COVID-shortened schedule. They allowed guys that made the Tour Championship so far up in the money list, world rankings to also participate. You didn't now, I mean, we're back to the regular terms of you had to win an event to get into this tournament last year you didn't and it just allowed in you know some very high ranking players who didn't end up with a win at all and then Harris English won so of course that's how it would end up working out but that is not the case this year so you have a very top heavy field no Dustin Johnson for the first time in ages which is kind of shocking he didn't win a tournament in 2021 although he won the Masters just before that so I, I think that he would probably pass on a win one calendar year I think it was the first time since 2009 he didn't win on tour which is just kind of nuts to think about but he won that November Masters so I think he'd trade that off getting getting the green jacket uh, I think that's going to work out pretty well for old DJ we'll probably see him back at this tournament next year and one of my favorite shots of all time was him driving that par four when he won by eight two years ago and he left it like six inches from the pin it was just an incredible drive he gained so many strokes off the tee that week it was kind of insane to think about like when we go back and look at the numbers it's just kind of nuts so let's jump over to the field and jump over to the odds for this week from DraftKings Sportsbook oh hey there's Fantasy National fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off we will come back to you in a minute Fantasy National don't worry about that. DraftKings Sportsbook already has the odds released for the Century Tournament of Champions. They have Rory taken off the board, the, and they're really the only place out right now that has odds up. Obviously, the DraftKings pricing, like I mentioned, is not out as of yet. Probably won't see that until early on Monday because they're still in full-time football mode. They're giving away millionaire makers this week, and this is a 39-person no-cut event <laughs> for golf to kick off the year. Sony's really where... That's why we start the one-and-done at Sony. I'll make the... DraftKings League bigger at Sony. Uh, just, you know, it's a cut event. It's a full field event. It's like 134 people, I think. Like, that's a fun event. This one's just kind of just kind of for gigs. Uh, John Rahm is the favorite, 7-1. Uh, to one. John Rahm has not played a ton of golf. He has not played since uh, the Spanish Open, where he missed the cut <laughs> like three months ago. So he might be a bit rusty coming in. Back in the day, you used to be able to look at the Hero World Challenge to see how players have done over time. Uh, and if they came inside the top 10 of the 20-person field, generally speaking, they did pretty well at this tournament. So Hovland ended up winning that. No Scheffler. Burns is in the field. We got Patrick Reed. We got Thomas. We got Morikawa. We got Finau. We got Berger. We got Brooks. Uh, so of those guys inside the top 10, I mean, that's not a bad starting point. Obviously, there was no... There was no Hero World Challenge a year ago, but Harris English had won the team event with Matt Kuchar as the Templeton shootout in December before that, the year before. Uh, Justin Thomas ended up winning. You can see Justin Thomas was T5 uh, the year that Henrik Stenson won. The year before that, what are we looking at here? Who won that year? Xander Shoffley. Uh, there's John Rahm, as you can see. He Week 48 
that was in 2018. In 2021, to go back and look at his play, yeah, week 42. I mean, there's 52 weeks in a year, so you can do the math on that one. So it's been two and a half months since any competitive play. And he was not strong to end the year. He was good at the Ryder Cup, obviously, but, you know, missed the cut at the Fortinet, uh, then at the Spanish, then at the other Spanish tournament, just kind of mailed it. It looked like he was going to win the first Spanish Open by a ton after like two days, and it just it never happened. Then he went out and missed the cut the next week, and we haven't seen him since. So that's what we're up to right now. In 2018, uh, this is the year that Xander Shoffley won. You can see he was also inside the top 10 at the Hero. And this was just sort of a thing that went back over time um, when we started talking about uh, who to really gravitate towards at the Tournament of Champions, because there's no real recent form to speak of. Golf's been off for a while now. But Rom's the favorite. Justin Thomas and Patrick Cantlay are both 11-1. to 1. Justin Thomas has won this tournament twice already. Morikawa let me down, down the stretch a year ago, but he is now 12 to 1, along with Bryson, along with Hovland, who I mentioned did win the Hero World Challenge. Xander, a former winner of this event, along with Sam Burns, he's a first timer at this event. Cam Smith, Daniel Berger are all 14 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama is 16 to 1. Jordan Spieth is 20 to 1. And you got Answer and Sungjae, Finau, all at 22. Brooks, Kokrak, and the Gooch. Coming off a win at the RSM to close out last year, all 25 to 1. Harris English, the defending champ. Patrick Reed, a former winner of this event. And top five at the Hero, 30 to 1. Leishman, 35. Then you're into Nah, Seamus Power. Billy Ho is 50. I mean, that's actually not that crazy to tell you the truth, especially because these are Bermuda Greens that I could see that happening. And then we start going down the list. Herbert has played really well at coastal courses. He's 80 to 1. I don't know if he'll get my money as an outright winner in a field this strong. Obviously, he won at Bermuda, but uh, against a bunch of scrubs in the field but if we're talking about like a top five a top 10 type bet in a 39 person field it's not going to be like a huge payout by any means but i could see lucas herbert hanging here if the winds do pick up and that's what we saw a few years ago at this tournament a quick aside won't take up too much of your time here but i want to tell you about prizepicks.com use code mmn if you're a first-time depositor and get a deposit matchup up to $100, they're going to have a whole bunch of PGA over-under props that you probably want to take advantage of. Surprisepicks.com, code MMN. Get it in you. Back to the show. Let's do the honors right now and take a look at the course history. Go to the Century Field. Ah, it feels nice just to click back over, doesn't it? Ah, there's the field. It still has Rory in it right now. That will get updated when all like the pricing gets released and the official odds provider of Fantasy National releases their odds. Rory will be taken out. For right now, he's still in there. So if we just look past 50 rounds that people have played overall, strokes gain total, Rom Cantley Spieth Power, Mr. Power, and Colin Morikawa is what we're looking at. But let's go back and take a look at the tournament history for this course. You can see the last five years, Harris English, obviously the winner a year ago. We're not getting Joaquin Neiman, uh, who I actually had my money on last year and decided not to hedge out. Fun times have by all. Uh, and Daniel Berger was another one that I was going with there. Berger's never, he's he had his first top 10 finish last year, um, but he had finished 11th and 14th in his other starts before that. Berger's, you know, I mean, Pebble Beach is sort of a corollary course. Riviera, John Deere Classic, weirdly, is as well, um, just when you see some of the shorter hitters. And the par fives are somewhat constructed in the same ways. This is a par 73 uh, at 
the plantation course at Kapalua this week, but it's really hard to generate a lot of eagles. And we'll, we'll see that going for the green and two isn't something you do a ton. So it's a lot of like really short wedges, what you want to see this week. Uh, Rom's best finish was second to Dustin in 2018. And, you know, he has had a top 10 every year since, but hasn't sniffed the top five and really been in contention since that year. Sung Jay a year ago, once we kind of, we'll, we'll take a look at the, oh, let's go to 2021 and just take a look at Sung Jay's stats. It's ridiculous. So Sung Jay was excellent across the board, except for on the greens. He lost 3.2 strokes putting a year ago and still ended up inside the top five. Uh, you can see Neiman and Thomas absolutely lit it up with their irons. Harris English was just a ton of putting. <laughs> um, and this is the one where Neiman decided uh, to converse with Sergio, I believe it was, before instead of taking any rain shots, waiting for the playoff. So Sungjae, we sort by approach, which is going to be the most telling stat, if you don't know it, any tournament. Uh, as, I mean, poor Adam Scott, man. Terrible around the greens, terrible on the greens. It's funny, after this tournament, Scott turned his season around on the greens, but I believe that this was his best approach week of any week during the year. Webb was a disaster off the tee, but great everywhere else. Pretty pedestrian week for a Colin Morikawa, and he still came in seventh. 2.6 strokes gained with his irons, and that's just not something you're going to see from Colin Morikawa too often. I mean, that's a great week for a lot of people. Also, new feature alert on Fantasy National this year. You can go play around and find some Easter eggs on Fantasy National, but if we go to distance and accuracy underneath the player profiles, we now have how often players play their shots and shot shapes off the tee based on 450 measured drives on launch monitors since the start of the 2020 season. His right-to-left game, I mean, he hits the fairways at 50% 50% rate, 26, or sorry, uh, 26%. He hits the ball straight around 30% of the time. When he hits the ball straight, shockingly, his accuracy is through the roof. But he tends to play a left-to-right cut shot 44% of the time. Uh, then you have the impact data, average club head speed, average ball speed, smash factor. So these are just new things that are incorporated into Fantasy National for this year. Um, no first-time winner has actually won at the Tournament of Champions, a first-time player, uh, since January. Daniel Chopra in 2008, and he's like the worst player who's ever won this tournament as well. When I bring up TPC Deer Run, you do have guys that... Oh, Steve Stricker won this a bunch, Zach Johnson, Jordan Spieth, even Jonathan Bird won both of those events in the past. They are not long hitters. They are excellent wedge players, as we know. So that's kind of like where the corollary ended up coming in. So let's go take a look at the strokes gained approach. We saw him struggle after winning the Open Championship, and that actually happened to him after he won the PGA Championship a year ago, too. You can see he won the PGA Championship, and then all of a sudden, like, he comes back for the Northern Trust, not so great with the irons, then they kind of get let down, gains one. Three, I mean, that's good. Point three, two, and then he starts heating up to beat Colin Morikawa again. Eight, seven and a half, nine point six, seven point six, seven. This is the Morikawa that we're used to seeing, not this guy who came out at the end uh, after the Open Championship and just couldn't get it done anywhere. Then the season ends. He goes. He plays pretty well at the Ryder Cup. He's back for the CJ Cup. He comes in second. The irons are back. He goes over to Japan and plays in the Zozo and comes inside the top ten. So I have no worry about Colin Morikawa. Did Morikawa? Now he took he took the week off at the Hero World Challenge. No, he. Actually, no, no, he didn't. He actually came in fifth uh, with a final day. Oh, yeah, he was winning that by, like, five shots, of course. And he had just had a disastrous final round. Uh, silly me. Uh, that's exactly what happened to him at Heritage earlier this year against Stuart Sink. I mean, this happens. Like, very rarely do his irons go really poorly, as we've seen. And that's actually his, like, when we go and look at his overall averages, I mean, for his life, in 54 events, he's averaging 3.6. So when you see him pop up, 
on the leaderboard, and he's only gained 2.6. That's well below his average. So you would expect him to rebound in the spot. Uh, it was also, was it the second time that he had played TOC? Let's see here. Uh, what do we call this one? Scroll down on the list to TOC. Type in some TOC. So he's played it twice. He's coming seventh twice. Uh, the putter is right around average. We can get a hot putting week from him and like a regular iron week. All of a sudden, we're doing a lot better. We run the model. I think that we're going to look a lot better in terms of this. But going back to the course history, so obviously English last year. Brooks, Kevin Na, Brennan Grace, see, woo, Kim, Jason Kokrak in his first ever appearance was last year. Billy Horschel. Uh, Stuart Sink, this is over the past five years, Victor Hovland, Max Homa, and Tony Finau have actually lost the most strokes in the past five years. We have not seen the Gooch. I mean, the Gooch, Herbert, Van Royen, Seamus Power, Glover's played in this before, Cameron Davis is new, Higo is new, Phil's obviously played here before, K.H. Lee, Sam Burns, Joel Damon, Matt Jones has played this tournament before, and then there's Finau. So we have a bunch of debutantes. In terms of the outright winner list, I'm probably just going to cross all those guys off to begin with. Uh, let's see here. I actually want to click on Billy Horschel to see how he's actually performed at this event in the long term. Uh, the best player at this tournament has been Justin Thomas, top three, four out of the past five years. Xander Shoffley has a win. I mean, and there's two wins in there for Justin Thomas as well. Xander has a open with a T22 in his debut, and then he has not finished outside the top five since. Uh, he has a playoff loss and a win in there as well. Rom has been good, top tens all around, and every time that he's ever played this tournament, Cantley's been all right. Leash has been all right. Uh, we'll see where his game is at right now. Morikawa's never finished outside the top 10. Spieth is back here for the first time in a long time, in, in four years. Uh, he's a former winner of this event, is past two starts, a ninth and a T3. I like Spieth a lot this week. I feel like he was kind of off the rails a little bit at the Hero World Challenge. Did not perform well, came, I believe, in dead last or was Stents. No, he came in dead last. Good for you, Jordo. Dead last. Yeah, he had a great day, though. Thanks. Spieth is having the rebound year. This is a perfect course for him. We know how well he plays at Augusta over time. Although, basically, you can see how fire he was with his irons. And that was really, I mean, you think of Jordan Spieth, you think of putting. but And he had these spike putting performances, which we see. But the irons just completely turned them, starting at Phoenix, and basically through the U.S. Open, he was magical with his irons. He had the one bad tournament, the Genesis, and he still ended up coming at T15. That's not a tournament where you would expect him to play well anyway. Uh, so I'm a bit concerned that the last few times that we've seen him, the irons have been absolute trash. Hopefully, with an offseason, I believe either he and his wife just they just welcomed a baby into the world. So maybe that was weighing on his mind right now. We haven't seen him play since the CJ Cup. That was in Vegas. Uh, maybe he's got it back together. Obviously, that was not the case at the Hero, as we saw. So I, I really liked his opening number at 20 to 1, just based on his history at this event over time and the type of player that he is. I mean, wedges and putting, that's pretty good. You can see in four appearances since 2014, a second, a first, a third, and a ninth. Never finished outside the top 10. Gains with his irons every single time. He came ninth because he almost lost four strokes putting one year. That's absolutely insane. Every other year, been over four. So I think that the 20 to 1 on Jordan Spieth is actually really fair number you're kind of taking a gamble that his form is going to be a lot better than it's been for the past three months maybe the turn of the calendar is all he all he needed getting some extra work and getting out to hawaii a bit early to see how it goes but it just seemed for a 
he's he's going to play well almost anywhere, obviously. But at the types of courses where Jordan Spieth should play well, he has continued to play well. Even during his lull, he wasn't great at the Masters or Pebble Beach or places like that. But he wasn't an abject failure like he was at a lot of places as well. So this is a very happy place for him. He has played very well here over the years. So I'd be taking a look at Jordan Spieth. And I know I'm not going to be the only one on that. Reed has been a really mixed bag here. He also has a win. So he has a sixth, a second, T25 and T21, and a win. Uh, he came back and stormed the court on Jimmy Walker that year in a playoff. I think that was 2014. Uh, so he's at 30-1. to 1. I think that's going to be a popular bet, too. And obviously, he played well at the Hero, finished T3. So, I mean, you can build a pretty compelling card of some of these guys. Curious to see what happens with Berger. Just want to take a look at his TOC stats over the years and see how that ended up going for him. So three appearances, he's been horrible around the greens. The putter hasn't been quite there, although Lifetime in his past 20 is a positive putter. The putter has escaped him his past five events, although the irons have continued to be good, has driven the ball well here. Everyone hits the fairway here. I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, strokes gained approach, uh, you know, two of the three years, pretty good. So he's kind of a lingerer right now. What are his odds at DraftKings Sportsbook? We have... Daniel Berger's 14 to 1. I mean, if you're going to list Daniel Berger at 14 to 1 and Colin Morikawa at 12 to 1, I'm going to bet Colin Morikawa every single time. So, I mean, more, unless I can talk myself out of Morikawa, I can see that's where my money's are probably going to go. But you can just see the heater that Berger's irons have been on. And then, you know, his past three has just been, like I mentioned, a disaster on the greens. Minus 5.7, minus 3.3, minus 2. But strokes gain Tina Green, he has just been so consistent and so consistent with those irons that I don't like the price at all. Maybe his DraftKings price will be a lot better. We'll see. But that's where we're going for now. Did you know that one in three Americans regularly suffer from nausea? And although I'm not American, I too suffer from nausea from time to time. Sometimes it hits me right before I start recording, and it is disastrous. Fortunately, I actually have a product that has been helping me out, making sure that it's not really a problem when I record anymore. Relief Brand is where you want to be at. You got to check out Relief Brand. Relief Brand is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness or anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. I can tell you it has worked for me. And it's awesome because it's 100% drug-free, it's non-drowsy, and provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as you need. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients. But now, through Relief Brand, it's available to everyone, including me and including you. And it works to stimulate a nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of your brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal to your brain, is sending to your stomach, telling you that you're fine. And I put it on. Then I don't have it anymore. It, it's so effective. It's kind of incredible. Relief Brand is the only over-the-counter wearable device that has been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. Relief Brand just released its newest model, Relief Band Sport. The Sport is waterproof, features interchangeable bands, and has extended battery life. I can't tell you enough about the wonders that Relief Brand has worked with me. Don't let nausea keep you from doing what you love. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Pat Mayo Experience listeners. Imagine that. If you go to reliefbrand.com and use promo code MAYO, that's M-A-Y-O for those of you who can't smell, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and no questions asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D. 
Mayo.com and use my promo code Mayo for 20% off plus free shipping. Let's take a look at the course before we get into the modeling. So past course conditions and the course breakdown. Uh, if we click over Century Tournament of Champions, as you can see, um, you know, Kapalua played every year since 1999, par 73, almost 76,000 yards. Played at elevation, though, gigantic fairways. You can go bombs away at this. And when we take a look at the scorecard, there we go. Uh, you can see the eagle rates, not super high. The par five fifth is the easiest hole on the course it's the one that you can get to into a lot of the time like the entire field can do it we saw guys take shots on 18 i remember the playoff between xander reed and whoever the hell else it was i think it was justin thomas uh yeah it was justin thomas and they just kept going for it in two and they could get there in two it's just the eagles weren't super likely it was hard to get it close into because you're playing the ball all the way down the hill and they had that burn and like out of bounds area right in front of the grant. So Harris English let Neiman back into it a year ago. Um, so there's a risk reward factor with that. A lot of guys are just going to lay up on these par fives and end up just taking a very short wedge, making it a three shot par five. Uh, Cause that's just kind of what the course demands. And if the wind does pick up, then it becomes even more difficult. Uh, we saw two years ago, Justin Thomas won at minus 14. Uh, and you don't normally see because they redid the greens to make them flatter in an attempt to make it a little bit more difficult. But two of the, as we go back and look at the historic course conditions, you can see windy AF, so over 17 miles per hour in rounds one and rounds two, two years ago. That led to the lower scores. When you have calm or moderate wind, um, it's not the craziest thing in the world to score well. Like, you're probably not going to get to the minus 30 that Jordan Spieth got to in 2016, but Harris English won at minus 25 last year, and he was in a playoff. There was a bunch of guys sub minus 20. So realistically, we're thinking about this course that you need to hit your irons well, you need to ride a hot putter. It's hard to predict who's going to ride a hot putter, but we can try to dig in to see if we can find that a little bit. But it's the hot irons that you really want. Now, DJ over the course the year that he won with strokes gained off the tee and so did Rom. I mean there's different paths obviously you can but a hot putter is going to have to be a part of it anytime that you see a winning score that's like minus 25 you're going to need to make all of those eight footers you're going to make have to make a high percentage of 15 footers fortunately we can find out who generates the most 15 foot putts by looking at the proprietary fantasy national stat opportunities gain that is a green in or under regulation or a fringe in or under regulation 15 feet and in a legit birdie opportunity and we can see he's been doing the best at that the issue right now is we don't have a ton to go off of because there's no real recent samples when you have something like the zozo championship there's no strokes gained that comes from that there's no strokes gained from the Ryder cup bermuda mayakoba so any of these swing season events we got three rounds of data from rsm and barely anyone played in that event there's no strokes gained so you want to take a very long micro macro view of this we're going to pass 75 rounds try to almost encapsulate all of last year a little bit for so we can look at the baseline for a lot of these guys of what they actually are not some sort of recent sample in terms of how we're doing uh with the course and i'll show you the model that i have in right now um let's just take a look at what has prevailed here over the years if you look at the top let's go to the top five finishers overall sort by top five finishers you can see the average top five finisher gains 0.8 strokes on approach per round that's just over 3.2 per tournament uh the, the baseline for colin morikawa by the way in strokes game putting about a half stroke per round uh, almost plus two for the tournament now that can be completely skewed we just saw harris english's numbers where he gained six strokes putting that's why he won a year ago but ball striking means more than short game and putting around the green really doesn't impact it that much driving can 
obviously, in terms of the ball striking category, strokes gained ball striking, if you don't know, strokes gained off the tee plus strokes gained approach, short game, or the other two added together around the green and putting. And you can see the ball striking outweighs short game because the irons are so prevalent here. Because if you look at the winners, this is going to get super skewed. It's not going to be very, well, I guess it has the same distribution, but the winner ends up putting a little bit better, getting a stroke per round, around four for the tournament. So almost around four with their irons, over four with the putter is where they're at, and the chipping and driving are kind of the same, just kind of be neutral, slightly above average in that category, and that's the way that we'll go. Par fives, people clean up on par fives. At this course, par threes are a little bit more difficult, and as you can see that there are one, two, three, par three. So there's only three of them on this course. That's how you get to the par 73 with four par fives and two of the par threes. I mean, all three of them are inside the top nine heart of souls, but the par three eighth and the par three second, the third and fourth most difficult. They play over par 3.09 and 3.2. Actually, all of them play over par. So um, 199, 219 and 161. So let's not, not drop any strokes on the par threes and gain them with some of these really short par fours that you can see. One, two, three, four par fours that measure under 400 yards. That's going to be key when we start looking at the key stats this week. If you look at the whole compositions, you can see those are the two below. Then you have a bunch, four of them from 400 to 450. Not a super long ones. Even these um, par fives, like you feel like these, one of them is entirely gettable. The other one is less gettable than you can think. Uh, driving accuracy, 74% on average. You can land two jumbo jets on these fairways. Wouldn't worry about it. Greens and regulation is almost up around 80%. Everyone's hitting greens and regulation. That's why around the green doesn't matter as much at this course because guys just frankly don't if you have to rely on your scrambling game at this tournament you're not winning straight up uh it's just like scrambling percentage doesn't really matter at all like you're gonna have to scramble at some point obviously you can't just be a complete disaster but if people are hitting around 80 percent of the greens and regulation these are huge greens mind you the the average on tour is 65 percent we're at 78 79 percent at kapalua uh three putts they happen a ton here because the large greens at elevation and a lot of uh different like at elevation a lot of undulation on these fairways hence why the masters and john deere classic actually pop up a bit there's not a lot of flat spots on these fairways because you're always going to hit off an angle a little bit but around 290 so bombers can go bomb accuracy players can hit accurate uh off the tee again that's why unless you're driving greens like you're dustin johnson maybe bryson can do that with the wind behind him this week that driving means a lot less than maybe it wouldn't uh, a standard week where you know having a great motif off the tee is where you want to be let's talk about the model right now so you kind of saw the different things actually we can take one more look at the proximity ranges and uh, where are we at for proximity ranges here Top tens. Maybe we don't have proximity ranges here. Interesting. Yeah, because it's usually right there. I guess we don't have them for Kapalua this year. I'll get Moose to go reinsert those in, but uh, I have my breakdown from last year, so I know I I, I can remember what it is. Uh, let's go to a custom stat model. Uh, you can build your own. You can see that I have all mine saved here on the right hand side that I try to update. And so tournament of champions, solid. Well, that's good news for me. Strokes gained off the tee, 15%. We're going to lower that down to 10%. Increase irons up to 20%. But we have a lot of additional iron stuff in here as well. Actually, I'm going to go back to 15 and 15 now that I see everything else that I have that in really kind of goes with iron. So strokes gained off the tee, 15%. Strokes gained approach, 15%. Opportunities gained 30%. So some people use birdies are better in that context. You know, maybe I could be one of those people. Who knows? I'm actually going to drop the strokes gained off the tee um, 
5%. I'm going to add in strokes game putting 5% just because I want to get a gauge of that when I look at it. It makes it easier uh, to visualize when you see it on the screen. So opportunities gained, once again, that is the proprietary Fantasy National stat. Uh, greens and in and under regulation from 15 feet and in. So it's a more condensed down version of strokes gained approach. Uh, these are scoring opportunities, and you need to score here and make a ton of birdies. So 30% on those. Strokes gained par 5, 10%. Par 4s, 350 to 400, 10%. Proximity, 100 to 125 yards. That wedge range that I talked about is so critical this week. That's at 10% strokes gained overall on par 4s, where you need to do that scoring. 10% strokes gained putting. Now, 5%. Let's see over the past 75 rounds who this spits us out. I'm going to guess John Rahm or Morikawa. Let's see. Or Cantley, maybe. John Rahm, Morikawa, 1-2. Justin Thomas, Sam Burns, 3-4. Xander Shoffley, Rory, he is not in the field. Then Bryson, Hovland, Berger, Brooks, and Cam Smith end up inside the top 10. You see Homa up there, Matsuyama. I feel like Matsuyama used to be really good at this tournament. They didn't win for ages, so he wasn't in the tournament. So we didn't see him up there a lot in terms of strokes. And there we are. So he played it last year and came in 41st, but he was 4th, 2nd, and 3rd in his previous three attempts. Now, he lost almost 10 strokes putting last year, which is pretty on brand for old Hideki, as you can see. I mean, he won the Masters with excellent putting, but he's lost over 9 strokes putting. Two separate occasions. I mean, he is coming off a win in Japan, uh, so he won twice last year. So we know that he has it in him to make those putts. Generally speaking, they come on Bermuda and on bent grass, sorry, not on Bermuda, where is going to be the grass type this week at Kapalua. But, you know, he's going to be out of sight, out of mind when people do these course history things because they're going to look at recent course history, but not knowing that Matsuyama has played this tournament really well over time. And as you can see, when we look at opportunities gained, Morikawa and Thomas actually tied over the past 75 rounds as number one. Bryson and Hovland are up next. And then you got Matsuyama, Kokrak, Rom, Burns, Kepka, and Cam Smith. I would go with Sam Burns here, man. He, he's been so good, so consistent. Uh, I, and listen, if anyone's going to break a narrative of a first-time player not winning here in over a decade, it's probably going to be him because now that he's like top 15, top 10 in the world rankings, but you need to figure out ways to cross guys off your list. And that's just the way that I'm going to go with it. You can see with Morikawa and Thomas, one of these guys' putts are going to win. That That's just really how I feel. Uh, 38th in this field, 32nd in this field. But when you look at irons in, or off the tee or in close or on short par fours or within 100 yards or par four scoring, these are the elite of the elite. This is why these guys win tournaments. You can I don't want to say cross off Bryson or Vic because Bryson might hit it just so close that he doesn't need to hit it between 100 and 125 yards. Not a great range for Vic historically. Maybe he's smoothed that out a little bit because uh, we look at proximity 100 to 125 over the past 75 rounds. It's Gooch. Burns, two first-timers, Cam Smith, Rory, Max Homa, Billy Horschel, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, see, whoo, Kim. Let's take a look at Horschel and see how, I feel like I wanted to know how he had done here over time. Yeah, he's been bad his last two times. He was 11th in 2018, 6th in 2014, obviously won the match play and won at Wentworth a year ago. It's really difficult to get a gauge on where Billy Ho is at right now. 
because uh, it just he can he can lay an egg on you so badly, uh, just basically just dump you right down in your mouth and just ask you to be happy about it. But we know how much of a spiked putter is. You can see some of these like consistently is a very good putter, but over five, over five, eight strokes gain putting. That if he can catch one of these lightning in a bottle putting weeds on Bermuda, where he generally puts pretty well, uh, that might be a spot to look at him in. And then you have someone like Sung Jay. Where's old Sung Jay? That across the board, this isn't a great proximity range from him. It was just so funny to see him lose so many strokes a year ago on the greens because, I mean, he's not always the best putter, but when he putts, he putts well. So loss, loss, 5.5 gained. Loss, loss, 6.2 gained. Loss, 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 4.4 gained. So we know that he has this in him. In two of his past three starts, he's been excellent on his approaches. A win in there, a top 10 in there, a top 20 in there. The off the tee game has been immaculate uh, basically since the John Deere Classic uh, and throughout the swing season. The Irons have got back to their consistent form, not every single week, but they're usually pretty good. Around the green, he is completely hit or miss. It's either great or horrible that he seems to be the type of player that you could potentially catch uh, in a good situation. I wish he was better than 22 to one. Maybe that number will grow throughout the week, but he is someone that I would have my eye on uh, this week. If he can figure out those close proximity range places and really turn his putter around from what we saw a year ago. So Bryson's bad from this range. We don't have a ton of data on Higo, obviously, uh, but he's won some of these hit and giggles on the European tour. He won the Canary Island one where you just really need to go low. And when he putts, man, he putts so well. I really like Higo a lot. I don't know if this is too big of a moment. Obviously, he's a first-time player. Here, Reed, you can just throw out stats on. Like, is it a good read week or is it one of the bad read weeks? That's essentially how you can just boil this one down for him. Um, so that's really what we're looking at in terms of these stats. On the short 350 to 400 par 4s, Xander, Morikawa, Burns, Rom, Cantley. Uh, this isn't a TPC course, so KH Lee might have some difficulties here. Gooch still rates out really well here. Gooch had a really good year. And you can see with Jordan Spieth, it's really weird to see his proximity range from 100 to one, 100 to 125 be 40th in a field of 40s, dead last. DFL amongst everyone. Um, and that's, I mean, a lot of that is a product of what he did towards the end of the year when his irons kind of fell off a cliff, but we can go take a better look at this and the approach and proximity on fantasynational.com uh, and just try to load that through to see where he's uh, actually gaining strokes. I don't know why this isn't going through. We're loading here at the top of the page. I think people are, are doing their due diligence now on fantasynational.com. We'll wait for that to load itself up and just jump back to the model for a second. So once again, past 75 rounds, you have those up there. If we shorten it to, let's say, past 24 weighted rounds, maybe that could give us a different result in this circumstance. Maybe show you the consistency of players that continue to be up there, but at the same time, show you guys that maybe over the second half of the season, we're actually pretty good. So Cam Smith is actually number two now in the modeling. If we only take out the past 24 rounds and we'll take a look at Cam Smith. Yeah, let's see, fourth, 15th, ninth. So we had a pretty good swing season. Uh, we know that the approaches have been really good. We know that he gets fire with his putter. The issue is if the putter leaves him and he's such a terrible driver of the ball that if he's going to, I mean, we saw it in the playoff with Finau, uh, 17th and 24th lifetime at this event, which is a lot worse than I would have thought because you know, he's someone who plays the master so well, hits a lot of creative shots, a very creative player. He's a lot like Spieth in a lot of ways, except Spieth is somehow a better driver than he is right now, but he can still piece it together because he runs so immensely hot with the putter that Cameron Smith comes in at 14 to one. It's a lot like Berger. They're both 14 to one. Like, I don't want to bet these guys 14 to one. You kidding me? Again, Justin Thomas is 11 to 1. Cantlay is 11 to 1. 
Colin Morikawa is 12 to 1. You want to add two extra points so you can have Cameron Smith? And it's not to take away from Cam Smith or Berger, who could most definitely win this tournament. That just seems outrageous to me that those guys are so close in odds. It's funny, like when you look at Morikawa, Morikawa is currently 12 to 1 to win the Masters. He's 12 to 1 to win this tournament. There's only 39 guys in this tournament. This tournament features. Matt Jones and Cameron Davis. I mean, yeah, there's a, those guys are going to be at the Masters as well, but along with a bunch of old people. You're missing like half of the very best players in the world who will not be skipping a field double the size for the year's first major. So it's just really funny to see him. Th- that's how bad majors futures are at the moment. Why you shouldn't bet them unless you see someone egregiously priced is that by the week of like, you're more than likely going to get a better number uh, than what you see. So you have a field of 39 players that's weaker where you can bet Colin Morikawa at 12 to 1 or bet him against all the best players in the world at a course where more people are playing so there's more variance at the exact same number. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Just take the 12 to 1 here and just just be happy that it's up there. I think I've yet to talk myself out of Colin Morikawa so you can see how this is going. He's my guy. It's the first pick I took in the fantasy golf draft as well. Fourth overall. People are nuts dropping Colin Morikawa down to fourth in a season-long snake draft. You kidding me? Give your heads a shake, pal. They took Hovland over him. Yeah, I mean, when Hovland wins the hero in OHL Mayakoba, that's great. Uh, Morikawa has two majors. Remember that. He's an excellent player. We're not really talking much about Xander, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah, he's going to be one of the betting favorites, as obviously you can see. Actually, let's check back in with Spieth. Um, that's up there right now. So we've seen that the 100 to 125, his more key range, and this has just been brutal. Let's see when he's like playing well, where is he doing it from? Well, it's kind of in close. Yeah, like 100 to 150 is where he really excels. 125 to 150 and 125 to 175 is sort of his money range when he is running really well. But when he has some of these spike performances in tournaments, it is from in close. So that is one thing that you can look at. I want to talk myself into speed. The more I look at this, the more I'm talking myself out of speed, which is not really where I thought I was going to be with this. Um, anyway, those are the stats uh, for this. Well, oh, look at that. My rank, Joel Damon, number four. Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, he's very good from in close. What are Damon's odds at this tournament? But old bucket hat, uh, Joel Damon is 70 to one. Yeah, it's probably not good enough for an outright bet win. I want like triple that to actually win this tournament. Although the percentage would probably tell you that that's not the case. Um, but yeah, that's where we're looking at. I do want to encourage everyone to play in the fantasy golf championships, fantasygolfchampionship.com. Um, guaranteed money in this field. And you can see the different tournaments that are up there. I highly suggest the race for the Mayo cup. We're almost 40% full starts at the Sony open $125 to play. If you leave a rating and review Apple podcast for the Pat Mayo experience, or even on Spotify now, cause you can rate shows up there now too. rate the Pat Mayo experience, five stars that get yourself in a draw. We're giving away the winner on Wednesday on the spread pick show. Uh, and I have the Twitter, the pin tweet on at the PME on Twitter, where you can get yourself an additional free entry. Plus I'll have more stuff throughout the course of the week uh, that we'll be talking about on the show. I know that Kenny and Tambo are giving away a free entry on their show on Mayo Media Network, so subscribe to that. Get in this video. Might as well try to get a free entry. Why not? There's a $1,000 buy-in with 49 people. Uh, that's $15,000 guaranteed. Uh, but the race for the Mayo Cup, $500,000 
of guaranteed money. Uh, the the second fifty dollar just filled, so there'll be a new fifty dollar up there uh, very very soon. If you want to play, you know, for smaller ones, there's a twenty five dollar one and done. There's twenty three of one hundred and fifteen people in that now. This is the second one that's been open. So every time one fills, we add another one up uh, in case you want to play in a smaller tournament, which obviously is easier to win. Uh, and that's where we're at for this week. Golf is back. This is super exciting. I'm so excited to talk about the bets with Jeff. Obviously, you can see my lean right now is towards Morikawa. Listen, he's the most profitable golfer I've ever bet on. Why would I start jumping off now that he's almost number one in the world? Coming off a pretty brutal beat at the Hero, too. So he needs to avenge that in a pretty brutal Sunday at this tournament last year when I had money on him. He couldn't come through for me. That's okay, though. You're not going to win them all, but usually when it's winning time, Morikawa finds himself hoisting himself a novelty check more often than a lot of these guys in this field. And he's not the favorite. Obviously, Rum should be the favorite. Morikawa should be the second favorite, and he's not right now. Not to say there's a ton of value at 12 to 1, but... Now, he should probably be like 8-1, to 9-1, to because I'd probably still bet him at those numbers too. So hopefully DraftKings Sportsbook can like boost him up. Maybe I'll talk to DraftKings Sportsbook this year, as they are the title sponsor of this show. They get the Mayo boost on like two golfers per week that we get him at like... 18 to 1 instead of 12 to 1. That would be terrific news. I'm going to go talk. If anyone out there from DraftKings Sportsbook is watching this, I would assume you are since you sponsor the show. Let's talk about a Mayo or Feinberg boost on two guys every single week. And maybe whoever Tim picks is his one and done pick. Uh, I don't know. And they're not going to win. So they're ultra cursed. Yeah, we can go that. Maybe maybe the boosted odds is where we want to go. Listener's League link is now available in the description. Find that, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off all of the tools. You can see how customizable everything is. You can start your players, generate your lineups, run the simulator. Do it any way you want on fantasynational.com. Highly recommend it. And once again, fantasygolfchampionships.com to enter the race for the Mayo Cup, one and done. I'll have this type of show coming out each Sunday before the tournament. Obviously, the two shows you want to watch and be a part of. Feinberg back on Mondays on the Pat Mayo Experience talking about the betting board. And then the rotating cast of everyone's favorite characters. Not sure who's going to be on the show for the season premiere this week. It's probably going to be Rick or Ben, if I had to guess. That's just where I'm going to be at right now. Thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. Sub to the channel. Golf is back. Get excited. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!